All right, everybody. Good afternoon. Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. Wiz and I are going over all of the NFL teams as we are preparing for the 2022 season, Wiz. And uh, I think one of the more difficult uh, scenarios to try to predict is the Cleveland Browns. And that's who we are up to, Wiz. Yeah, Cleveland's interesting. And it all really starts from a fantasy perspective with their offensive players. Uh Sean Watson. So I think at this point it's reasonable to assume one of two things. Either he's going to miss around half the season, somewhere between six and ten games, or, or the entire season. So let's let's as far as Deshaun Watson is concerned, let's operate that he's going to miss half the season. Obviously the point is moot. If he misses the whole season, there's nothing to talk about with him. But if he misses half the season, you know, I know how it affects the other players, and we'll get into that. But if he misses half the season, do you think Deshaun Watson comes in after not playing, taking a snap and playing it down since the 2020 season? Does he come in there, and in your opinion, can he come in for the last eight games of the season and be a top 10 quarterback with a new team, not having played since 2020. Yeah, what say you on that? My, my answer to that is going to be a quick no. I just, I just don't see it. I, you know, you're changing teams. The chemistry's not been built up. By the way, you're moving from most of your games being played on in either warm weather uh, or inside uh, to a different set of circumstances when you move up north, especially in Cleveland. So my answer to that was is a resounding no. Yeah, and I, I think yeah, I think that's that's. That's reasonable. Uh, so uh, if he gets ruled out for eight to ten games, is there a scenario where you would take him as your second quarterback and sit on him? Or with what you just said, you think there will be better options um, as even a second quarterback than Sean Watson? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be the guy that will let have, have somebody else worry about that. That's, you know, because, you know, and also, I mean, I don't even know if something further pops up, even if he, yeah, I, I just, I, I'm going to let that be someone else's problem this season. I don't think it's worth the risk-reward, holding the spot down, dealing with, I'd rather have comfort in my second quarterback being someone like, you know, let's say Matt Ryan, for example, who's in a lot more stable situation as a second quarterback than, than, and granted, I know on a performance basis, he doesn't give you the same type of uh, performance that that a Deshaun Watson at a top level is going to give you. But who's to say we're going to get a top level Deshaun Watson, given the fact that he's missed as much football as he has. And as I've indicated, the fact that he's also got to build chemistry with the players around him. So I'm going to let that be somebody else's problem with. So, Let's go to the running backs. And I have an interesting take on the running back situation. I think Nick Chubb is one of the best running backs in football. I've been saying that for since his really inception to the league. Um, however, um, if Jacoby Brissett is the quarterback somewhere between 10 and, and the whole season, I, do, I think it does two things with the running back situation. And you could tell me, because we really haven't talked about this at all, is um, – I think it does two things. One, it obviously takes Nick Chubb, I believe, out of the running back one situation where he, he's not a 10 to top 12 running back without the Sean Watson for the whole season. He's definitely not going to be the quarterback for the whole season. And that's because, but, 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 I, but let me ask you, is that because you think the offense is just not going to operate at, at, at that well, high? Well, it, it, it's, two, it's 
two things, in my view, is one, without Deshaun Watson, I don't think the game script's going to be where the Browns are going to have seven to ten point leads or 14 point leads too many times in the fourth quarter where Nick Chubb is closing the door. So I think his value gets diminished. And I also think it kind of bunches Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt a little bit closer together than normally. In other words, I think Nick Chubb is a running back one with Deshaun Watson for the whole season and Kareem Hunt's a running back two somewhere, you know, running right around running back 20 or something like that. I think with Jacoby Brissett in, in these type of games where they could be throwing the ball a little more, uh, in third down situations and long more, I think it kind of bunches Deshaun Watson and Kareem Hunt where, where they're kind of both like running back twos, uh, both still good players, but I think it does two things without Deshaun Watson. I'm, I'm, I'm downgrading Kareem Hunt and I'm kind of bunching up Hunt uh, I mean, I'm downgrading Nick Chubb, and I'm kind of bunching uh, Nick Chubb and Kramer closer together. Um, do you, you know, how much you? We'll, we'll get to the receivers, but as far as the the running back duo, how much are you taking away their value without Deshaun Watson being there? Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, I'm definitely taking away the value. Game script is going to play into it because we know that Nick Chubb's not on the field as much when they're in passing situations. So point well taken on that. They could be playing from behind a bit more. And that would mean that we'd see Kareem Hunt a little bit more on the field as well. There's capable backup and a guy like Dearness Johnson. We've seen him fill in for both of these players uh, when, when there's been an injury to, to deal with. You know, as far as Nick Chubb, I agree with your assessment. I think he's one of the most talented running backs in the NFL. But the usage is sometimes a bit head scratching. You know, they, they sometimes pull him out in the goal lines in weird situations. Uh, this is a guy, by the way, who's averaged over five yards a carry uh, for every year to start his career. That's not been done before. He's probably been top two, top three yards after contact as well as a running back. This is a very gifted player. So, but I, but I do agree. The fact is, it, there's a they get squished closer together. Number one, and it diminishes their their overall uh, output uh, as a result of this offense being without Deshaun Watson. And moving to the receivers. Um... By the way, also one other thing was this is an offensive line that will be undergoing some reconstruction as well, and they have a change at fullback as well. Right. Um, and, and, you know, moving to the receivers, I mean, I don't think you and I are the biggest Amari Cooper fans. No, I'm not at all. Um, but but I, I just feel like I'm not drafting any of these receivers with Jacoby Brissett with any level of confidence. What I, you know, Amari Cooper, Donovan Peoples-Jones, David Bell, the rookie, I mean, they just take such a hit without a quarterback like Deshaun Watson there. So, I don't know. I'm kind of really downgrading Amari Cooper into, like, wide receiver three category and the other guys. Maybe flex spots or bye week receivers. As far as the receivers go, do you view it differently? I mean, where, where do you kind of have Amari Cooper with Jacoby Brissett playing 10 to 18 games this year? So I look back and when Jacoby Brissett was a starting quarterback for the Colts in kind of a similar situation. That was back in 2019. Obviously, they're playing inside in a dome, which makes it a little bit cushier. Uh, but Jacoby Brissett that year, 18 passing touchdowns, six interceptions, which not not a bad ratio. Uh, and he ran in four touchdowns as well. 
I, I think if you take a look, and we've talked about this before, Amari Cooper, sorry, yeah, Amari Cooper outside on the on grass statistically is a much different player than when he gets when he plays on artificial surfaces or indoors. Uh, you know, I mean, it's a startling contrast. We saw that with the Cowboys, and I would argue he was much more inconsistent as a, as a wide receiver on, on the Raiders. So, you know, for me, I, it's a player that I would avoid. Uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, while a big down-the-field threat, 17 yards per catch type of guy, but inconsistent as a young guy as well. Uh, and, and then you add to it, you know, there's definitely been some talking up of David Bell uh, in, in the slot. They picked up Jakeem, Brand, Jakeem Grant uh, from the Dolphins. Uh, so, you know, overall, when I look at this group, it's uninspiring to me, especially with Jacoby Brissett. Uh, you know, if, if you tell me Deshaun Watson's only missing six games, would I give these guys a little bit more credence? The answer is yes. Uh, but overall, given where my mindset is on and Jacoby Brissett starting these games and the, all the reasons that I just talked about, uh, again, someone else's problems, not mine. Yeah, and, yeah, and then moving to the tight end spot, I mean, they gave Nujoko a lot of money. Harrison Bryant's a good young player who really hasn't gotten his footing yet. Uh, but I'm not really, especially without Deshaun Watson, neither one of these tight ends interests me in terms of drafting them as a, as a starting tight end. Uh, one, because they're not going to have Deshaun Watson in kind of like uh, similar situations that we've talked with other teams before, like the Jets, where you have a couple of tight ends that are going to get playing time. So um, I'm not going to be drafting the Joku or Harrison Bryant unless Deshaun Watson's playing and or there's an injury to one of the others where maybe one of those tight ends could become interesting. But as it stands now, without Deshaun Watson, um, do you have Njoku or Harrison Bryant as a player, a tight end that you would start? So so the one interesting thing, Wiz, when I looked at the target breakdowns last year for receivers for Cleveland, when behind Jarvis Landry, who I think had 87 targets, and again, this is a team that, runs, that, want, that does want to run the football first, but the next two target leaders for the Browns last year were Njoku and Austin Hooper. And Austin Hooper is gone, and Harrison Bryant, we've seen a little bit of flashes from him when he's been given an opportunity. So I will say this, you know, I don't know, maybe there's a possible, and especially, I would say especially if there was an injury to one of those two guys uh, where this is a team that wants to use its tight end based on its uh, target distribution, uh, it could be compelling and sneaky to have one of those tight ends as potentially sneaking into kind of the cusp of the top 12, but that's only if one guy is uh, kind of taken out of the equation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. As far as it stands now, really not going to be interested in either of those guys. And when you look at the Browns, I, their defense is interesting to me, but I, it's going to be the, the same old song. <clears throat> Without Deshaun Watson and putting the, the Browns in game scripts where they're going to have time of possession and they're going to be leading games in the fourth quarter and they're going to allow their, their you know, Miles Garrett and company to get after the, the, the opposing quarterback, it really downgrades their defense. So my question to you is, without Deshaun Watson for either eight to ten games or the entire season, are you downgrading what would probably be a top 12 defense? Yeah, yeah, without question. Same, same exact reasoning that you have. I, I would definitely downgrade this defense. Uh, because, again, you know, they're going to be – uh, it's. I, I think game scripts are going to be completely different with Jacoby Brissett at quarterback uh, than with Deshaun Watson. It's just going to look completely different. Yep, agree. Agree completely with that. I mean, that's kind of 
kind of all I have for the Browns. Uh, anything else? So we are going to move it on to some of our closest friends team, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, I guess the only thing I would say is the Browns are coming into the season with probably starting a rookie kicker, right? Cade York is looking looking like the guy that's going to be starting and how that works out outdoors. You know, this is a guy that played most of his football in, in the South, uh, you know, not, not a guy that I think is going to end up being drafted uh, in, in most leagues. Right. Nothing, no, nothing else to add to that. All right, Wiz. So that wraps up the Cleveland Browns. Uh, again, stay tuned for the headlines uh, because that will impact uh, as you head into your drafts what's going to happen and how you rate the players. But that's it for us there. We are moving on to the Steelers, Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, SoundCloud. Make sure you're subscribing. And, uh, yeah, look forward to talking about the Steelers, Wiz. You got it.